65. I am your host. I don't sound like Jacques. I don't really look like Jacques. So, but it is Trenton 365, and he did not say thank God when everybody <laughs> can hear it. Mm-mm. I'm going to smile about that. But across from me is somebody who uh, apparently has a presence in the city of Trenton. Hi, Jacques. How you doing, Vinny? I love you so much. I, I bet you don't. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm going to say we need to do a show together. I think it would be amazing. So what are you kissing up for now? Because you have so much going on. So I understand when you're nice to me, it's going to cost me in the long run. I haven't figured out how much it's going to cost, but <laughs> you are right. So, I, um, so again, I appreciate the opportunity to come on and flip sides and talk about all the different things that I'm doing. Um, one of the things that's uh, at the forefront is that, um, you know, I've, I've recognized over the years how important it is for us to be healthy. Wait, before you mm-hmm. go on, because you do have so much going on, I just feel that you need to give recognition to your wife and your daughter first. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's before always Before we start talking about what you're doing, because you can't do this without... Those two being supported. Absolutely. And uh, I was going to get to that. I oh, mean, well, I, I beat you to it. Thank you, as always, <laughs> I think. But, yeah, I, I always have to give credit to um, my complete support system, but most importantly, my wife, Vanessa, and my daughter, Madeline, who are uh, Maddie, um, who are extremely supportive, always there. Um, and we've talked about it before. You know, when you have one person uh, in a relationship that's, that's really a, an extrovert, it's it's very tough to have two complete extroverts. We'd be literally pulling in two different directions. Um, but I'm fortunate enough that um, you know my my uh, junior high school sweetheart and I were able to uh, stay together and be married. We've got our 16th anniversary, wedding anniversary coming up. We've got a 14 year old, and they're extremely supportive of all the things that I do. And they they we together as a team are holding it down. It's awesome. Maddie's 14 already. Yeah, yeah going to be 15. Wow, it just seemed like not that long ago I met her and she really wasn't even a teenager. (laughs) She wasn't even in double digits and now, oh my gosh. So that says a lot about how rapidly things are moving, which is one of the reasons why I'm starting this new initiative about health. Um, People of color, especially um, African-American or black men, and I'm still trying to figure out what what I'm more comfortable with calling myself and, you know, because everybody's got all these different terms. But anyway, um, men of color, especially, um, you know, we we are dying at an alarming rate um, because of health issues. And a lot of those issues can be prevented. Um, you know, by getting that yearly examination. And I know, you know, um, to add some joking to it, the finger test, you know, that a lot of men are afraid of or feel too masculine to get this done. Look, it takes a couple of seconds, man, and it can save your life. And most importantly, not only can it save your life, but it can also help extend your legacy so you can be there for the family members who you love and who love you. Let's put a pinpoint in that because that's that prostate test, right? For those that is like, what is that finger test? (laughs) Well, the finger test is the prostate test. I think it's more manly to get the test than it is not to. Word up. And and I'm glad you said that because... um, Life is what we're supposed to do, right? Mm-hmm. And if we're supposed to be the men and, and the king and all those things, we got to be here. You know, we can't be checking out at 30, 40, 50 years old just because we were too manly or thought in our head that I'm not going to let a doctor do this to me. To and in their me. mind, it's like, I'm not going to let no man stick their finger up my backside. 
Yeah. That's exactly what y'all said. And as, it, absolutely, it's true. And I'll tell you, um, for me, um, I even made a joke. Um, my doc, I've switched doctors um, because uh, my doctor has retired, but it was a, a, a husband and wife practice. And I joked around with him saying, okay, well, when it comes time for me to get that test, I'm going to switch over to your wife to have her do it, mainly because her fingers are smaller, you know. <laughs> and uh, we had a nice joke about it, but... I didn't switch over, number one. And two, I've been getting that, that test done on a regular basis. And uh, knock on wood, I've been very fortunate. Uh, that hasn't shown up as an issue for me. But it is something that men need to be concerned about. Mm -hmm. I, I agree with that. Um, so you're on this health kick initiative. Mm -hmm. um, and <clears throat> I want to know the difference between being healthy and a diet. Because people diet all the time, but it doesn't mean that they're healthy. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad you said that. Um, so first of all, I'm going to give a big shout out to Nacon Martin, who's a high school friend. Um, she has a fitness apparel line called Enochan Fitness, E-N-O-C-A-N Fitness. It's her name spelled backwards. And I've so signed on to be a brand ambassador for her. I'm going to be rocking her merchandise and uh, trying to support different initiatives. Um, but I'm going to go back to your initial point and your initial point of the difference between a healthy lifestyle and a diet. So um, I'm very much a realist. I like diversity in every aspect of my life. So if someone says I can only eat this on these particular days, really good chance I'm not going to stick to that. And I think that that's probably part of the problem with most human beings. Like, we've got all these different options. So what I've learned to do is, hey, let's limit how much. Like, if I need to have fast food just because of my schedule, well, I'm not going to go and get the 3,000-calorie fast food meal. Maybe I'll limit it. Instead of getting the extra large or the large, maybe I'll get the small. And I won't eat all of the fries that go along with it, or I'll just let my body dictate about how much I should eat. And that's been a challenge for me because I grew up and my father was that military dude who said, whatever's on your plate, you got to eat it. So I'm still on my mind thinking, my, hear my dad over my shoulder saying, eat this, eat this, eat this, finish it, clean it up. But that's not healthy. You know, it's eaten to an overabundance. And uh, just simple things like restricting how much I'm taking in, how many calories... Um, eating to the point where my body says it's satisfied, increasing the amount of water that I drink. Uh, I've been really fortunate. I've been uh, hovering right around 175 pounds for about six months without making any major changes or differences in my life. I still drink beer. I still have wine. I still have seafood and, and, and junk food when I feel it. And I'm, I think I'm doing all right. So I had a really bad joke in my head <laughs> when you said you still drink wine and, and beer. I was going to say, you even. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, I'll tell you what. We won't get into that today. But for all, for all my brothers and sisters out there who, um, uh, professed, who professed Christianity, I, I think that there's some more pressing issues for us to be concerned about whether or not uh, a brother or sister drinks beer or drinks wine. The sin is to so. be drunk. What was that? The sin is to be drunk. Oh, well. It's not, it's mm. not in the drinking. It's mm. to be drunk. But the sin is when we overdo anything. So when we overeat, we're sinning. When it's so much. So you, come on now. Jesus was perfect. This is why we need him. Amen. All right, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love that. That's Let's great. Move on. <laughs> so, so one of the initiatives with the health that I'm doing, besides like encouraging men to get like their prostate checked and, and go to the doctor, you know, if you've got insurance, even if you don't, I'm sure there's doctors around. And I'll, let me make a list of that um, things to follow up on. Doctors who have special rates for people who don't have insurance, but come in and get that physical. Literally, some blood work may identify some different things that are happening in your life, and it may be a simple change. And I'm not saying people should get on medication and all those different things, but maybe. If you just make some simple changes, like maybe going for a walk around the block, around the neighborhood a couple times a week, or doing some push-ups, which is I'm doing the push-up challenge for everybody out there. Just bang out 10, 15 push-ups um, every day. Document what you're doing. And I guarantee you, if you do that and you stick to it in no time at all, you will see, especially a man, you will see a radical change in your upper body. You can do a push-up? Oh, here she go. I'm just amazed that you can push the head up as much <laughs> as much. I'm just shocked, shocked. Tell me you could do more than two. Yeah, I'm, I'm up above two, just slightly above two. Kudos to you. <laughs> Big shout out to Jacques, who could do a push-up. Oh, All righty then. You're going to be turning 50 soon. Mm. When do you turn 50? I turn 50 in December, um, December 12th. Um, I hope to have some really cool stuff leading up to that. But yeah, 50, um, I had a goal when I was a young person, way before I even expected to reach 50. Uh, and that was to be in the best shape of my life um, when I turned 50. And uh, I think that I've got a pretty good blueprint. And um, I've got some amazing opportunities, um, a great support system, as I mentioned earlier. So I'm looking forward to it. One of the things as we get older, because when I was in my 20s, I didn't think what 50 was going to look like. So now that uh, 50 is tapping on the door, especially because I just had a birthday, so 50 is so much more closer than it is away. I honest and truly um, think about things differently. What have you thought about that is different now that you are... Mm. Or to be fifty. Uh, number one is is that my body reacts differently now than it did a couple of years ago, and um, it behooves me and others to think about that. You know, sometimes when you wake up in the morning, you say, "Man, I just don't feel myself," or you know, "I'm a little achy here, I'm a little achy there." Um, there may be something going on there. And the only way that you can find that out is by having, you know, regular examinations, spending time, uh, knowing what your body can do, you know, stretching, exercise, uh, making sure that you're getting the proper nutrition, whatever that entails, you know, specifically for you and, and paying attention. Um, you know, if, if you think about um, young people. When we have children, we're always trying to, to encourage them to do very specific things. Oh, it's late. You need to go to bed. You need to get your rest. Well, we don't always get our rest. We always encourage our kids, no, nope, you can't have soda or sugary drinks after a certain amount of, at a, after a certain time in the day. Well, we end up drinking a glass of soda or whatever it is right before we go to bed or wake up in the middle of the night and drink it or, or constantly consuming lots of um, other beverages that probably aren't best for us in our physical body. So I'm just trying to um, look at those different things and basically not trying to tell others to do anything, but, but trying to make changes in, in decisions on my own so that people can kind of see them and recognize them and hopefully mimic them. Like maybe say, hey, look, I should drink a gallon of water a day. I can do that too. All right. So I want to stay with the 50 thing mm -hmm. because 50 sometimes can be that number that most men look at and say, I needed to have done this, this, and this by 50. Mm -hmm. 
What do you say to that? Is that healthy? Uh, I personally and midlife crisis. Sure, um, I, I probably have and probably still am going through a midlife crisis. I'm not certain of that, um, but I'll tell you this: um, I learned a long time ago that it's fine for us to make plans and and come up with ideas and things. But a friend of mine told me a long time ago, it was in this book, I can't remember the name of the book, um, but she said, you know what makes God laugh? And that's to make a plan. <laughs> and when I thought about that, I started to really reflect on all the things that I was planning on doing, the long-term goals, the short-term goals. And I think they're important to have them, but to think that you can completely dictate what's going to happen in your life I just don't know how accurate that is. That's why, you know, I, I, I humbly try to live my life in peace with everyone and everything and to do the best that I can for me and for my family. All right, so we have about two minutes to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so any man that you know that is approaching that age 50, which they start feeling those jittery things, what advice would you give them? Mm-hmm. Number one, get to a doctor. Get a, get a physical get checked out, um, consider your lifestyle. I'm not saying anyone needs to stop anything or do anything in particular, but think about your, your body. How do you feel physically? And uh, maybe increase the amount of water that you drink and get some exercise and have a varied diet. Hmm. All right. Well, kudos to you. And when you turn 50, I'm going to see if you're doing more than six push-ups, maybe... <laughs> Maybe you'll be at 10, and I'll be like, go Jacques, you did it. I love you. You're something special. (laughs) All right, with that, we're going to go to a break. I'm Vinnie Stansberry. I'm speaking with Jacques Howard. I actually flipped it around for Trenton 365. When we come back, we're going to talk more about what's going on in a community, what he's involved in. He's been interviewing candidates, so we're going to talk about that and more right here on your three-time Stellar World Winner Station or WPHY. <laughs> and welcome back to Trenton 365. I am your host. Don't really look like Jacques. Sound like him. Um, but... Jacques is here. Hey. Hi, Jacques. How you doing? All right. You're listening to the three-time Stella World Winner Station, 1300 WIMG. We'll know soon if we are number four. That would be amazing. And you're watching WPHY. So, Jacques, we talked about your health. You mm-hmm. turn it 50 in December. Mm-hmm. So, kudos to you. And I pray you make it. <laughs> Through this interview. (laughs) All right. But I I am, I like the lifestyle change. Because I've even noticed my taste buds has changed. And the closer I get to 50, the less things that I used to love to eat is like, oh my gosh, this is so sweet now. (laughs) You know, um, I can't drink a lot of water. But I do prefer water. And so one day my grandson was staying the night with me. And he said I had poured something in a glass because in the middle of the night I do get thirsty. And uh, he looked at it. He said, hmm. I said, what? He was like, well, you won't let me drink cranberry juice at night because it's still sweet, my mom. 
So from that point on, I had water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was two years old. He's six now. <laughs> so from that point on, I put water in that cup before I went to bed. Good. And, you know, I, I want to add something, too, briefly before we move on about health. Um, and that's also the mental health portion. Um, I've, uh, I've had my issues with mental health over the years. And uh, I think it's important for us to have those conversations to talk about mental health and how that's affecting not only specific segments of the population, but the population in general. I know it's big and out front right now because of, of some tragedies that have taken place, but there's the day-to-day things, um, you know, the, the attitudes that people have in their homes towards each other, um, uh, the way people treat each other on the streets or just in everyday life. And I think a lot of that has to do with like our mental health and our mental fitness. And there's plenty of organizations around, and I encourage folks to consider that as well. Um, you know, sometimes people say, oh, I just got the winter blues or, you know, I'm just not feeling myself. That could be something else. And uh, that something else isn't something that I, I encourage people to try to figure out on their own. Just take a couple of minutes, make an appointment, um, go and talk to a counselor or a doctor and find out if there's something that's troubling you. Or it could be something that's genetic, um, that's in your family history, your grandparents, your parents, your siblings, etc. But if you don't identify that, you're actually continuing that bondage. And I'm all about breaking bondage for everyone. I'm going to break those chains, which is another reason why I'm, I'm doing everything that I can to educate myself, not only about myself and about my family, but to pass that down to my daughter so that as she progresses, she'll have more tools than I did at a young age so that we won't have these problems anymore. Well, let's talk about it just for a few minutes, mm-hmm. mental health. In our community, and you said earlier, you never know how to identify yourself. So I always say black slash African American. There we go. That's my girl. Whichever one you want is the one you you do. Uh, but we don't talk about mental health. We will not talk about depression. We will not talk about autism. Mm-hmm. Um, why is that? I think a lot of it has to do just with the stigma. And the fact that I think if you go back historically um, here in the United States, and I'm going to say uh, the indigenous population, blacks slash uh, African uh, people of African descent, we were under so much bondage. Um, and there was always someone who was above us or who was dictating what we could do, what we couldn't do, what we could eat, what we couldn't eat. And I think that that's something that's part of that bondage we have to break. We, to an extent, are free. So now that information, that knowledge that is there and those opportunities for us, it's easier now than it was before. So I think that what happens is is that as a a culture, um, blacks and African-Americans like you and I, we tend to, um, our our legacy has been to do exactly what our grandparents or our great parents did. And they didn't talk about a lot of stuff because it was culturally, that's how they were taught. Mm -hmm. And I believe that now is the time for not only you and I and others who are younger than us, but those who are alive and existing in 2018, for us to take these reins, break those chains and figure out, hey, what are we doing and what can we do to be the best people that we can do for our creator? That's perfect. I love that. Mm -hmm. I really do. Um, Let's go on and talk about the elections Mm -hmm. now because that's coming up and it is... um, big. There's a lot of seats that need to be filled Mm -hmm. in this May election, which is crazy to me. I I think they should have did a better job at stagnating stuff, but that's just me. So we have ward seats, we have at-large seats, and we have the mayor Mm -hmm. all coming up right now. 
Let's talk about each section, and I want to go from the bottom up. Okay. All right? Mm -hmm. The wards. Sure. So before we get into the details about the wards, then at large, and then the mayor, I want to say that um, in the 2014 elections, I've partnered with uh, Scott Miller, um, who has a production company, Exit 7A, and we hosted a forum for all of the mayoral candidates. Several of the candidates didn't want to participate, and I was shocked to hear that, um, because, because again, it wasn't a debate. Um, I'm well-recognized and known in the community as someone who's, who's, I'm not going to shock anybody. That's just not who I am, you know? I'm a pretty passive kind of guy. Um, but the idea was to bring these candidates together in a public forum to have them share and express their thoughts, their concerns, their platforms, and to answer questions submitted from the general public. I was shocked at the, the fact that some of the candidates wouldn't come. We had someone who Skyped in, but we had people locally who just decided that they weren't going to participate. And I thought it was odd. But then as, as I started to do more research about politics, and especially politics in New Jersey and the different parties, I found out that that's not really what politicians want. Politicians don't want to have lots of conversations and to be held accountable. They want to get elected because there's a lot of power and influence in that. So that was a learning process. And I'll tell you a brief example. I was at an event um, in, uh, out of the area, but I was in New Jersey. And I was approached by several very powerful executives and people who had standing in, in different parties in the, political, uh, in the political parties here in New Jersey. And they said, oh, I know who you are. You're that guy in Trenton who's doing the forums. And I was really, I was taken back by it because it's just, you know, me and Trenton 365. All I want to do is promote civic engagement and build a better community for everyone. But I found out that there's a lot more power in what's happening. So in the 2014 elections, we had approximately 40,000 people eligible to vote. Our population is approximately 80,000. So half of the population is eligible to vote. In the 2014 elections, we had less than 10,000 people vote. And the mayor, Eric Jackson, won with, I think it was less than 5,000 people voting for him. And to me, it was absurd, just from a simple numbers, numbers perspective. So fast forward to 2018. I partnered with filmmaker Will Foskey to launch a website called Bridge the Vote. Bridge the Vote is a nonpartisan, unbiased, completely neutral. We're not supporting any candidates. I'm not running for any office. He's not running for any office. The idea behind it was how can we have conversations and how can we encourage all of the candidates? At, currently, we've got 27 of them. How can we have all the candidates open up about who they are as people, what they've done in Trenton, what their expertise is, what they're planning to do in the future, so that we can get a true understanding and identity of who they are. So we launched this again. Bridge the Vote is the Facebook page, which is a website. And people can go there and see information from the different candidates. They can post questions. And I'm having one-on-one -on -one conversations with these candidates. There's about four episodes that are available right now. And I know that there are other people in the community who are doing things similarly or attempting to do it as well. And I think that's cool. Competition is fine. But I've got a bunch of different things up my sleeve. As you know, that I'm pretty, um, I'm, I'm pretty uh, as I like to say, um, creative in what I do. So there's a bunch of things that are going to be happening around the Trenton elections happening in uh, May of 2018. Now back to the actual candidates. So currently we've got 27 people who are eligible to run for the, the positions of mayor, at-large council, and each of the four wards. So 27. We have seven people who are running for mayor, six for at-large, three in the north ward, 
three in the South Ward, four in the East Ward, and four in the West Ward. Now, because of promotions and moving on and candidates not running incumbents, five of the eight positions are going to be new people. Mm -hmm. So more than 50% of our elected officials in May will be new. Now, there's a learning curve. There are going to be some people who, have, who potentially could win who have never been in an elected position as well. So there's a lot of information that they are going to need to learn and be, be up to speed. So the idea that I have is, hey, if we can coordinate something where we can get as many people to vote as possible, as many people to learn about each of the candidates as possible, and in addition to that, get out and actually vote. And after that... The candidates who have not won, for them to still be involved and be part of the process. It's fine that you want to campaign now and you want to meet people now, but what do you do after the election if you don't win? If you don't win, I want to know what your thoughts are. Are you holding those people who have the job that you wanted, holding them accountable? And I think that that all tends and leads to a simple thing, and that is civic engagement. People need to be a part of the process of building the community that they want. And if you don't do that, someone is going to make that decision for you. I am just encouraging everyone, regardless of what your ethnicity is, your sexual preference, your education, your background, were you incarcerated, not incarcerated, your age, doesn't matter to me. Get involved in the process of electing the people who are going to lead you and make the decisions. And I leave this final, uh, final long drawn out monologue by saying that Mercer County, New Jersey has a population of about 370,000 people. Um, median income of 73,000 people, $73,000. If you're living in a home and you're not making or the money that's coming in isn't making $73,000, you're below that threshold. But if you're above that, think about that as well. Uh, I know we're up on a break, but a couple of other things. Mercer County is the sixth wealthiest county in New Jersey and number 121 out of 3,113 counties in New Jersey. Don't tell me it's about money. Money has nothing to do with it. It has to do with the appropriation of funds. It has to do with the people who are in power and in control and what people who are the everyday people like me and you and others, what we're doing to hold the elected, account, elected officials accountable to. Well, when we come back, because you just gave me a lot of numbers, so I got to let my head rest mm. because I have a few questions to sure. ask. Um, and, you know, I'm going to ask you like the average Joe on mm -hmm. the street because a lot of people don't understand that. It's just like when you're going to the doctors. Uh, no, no, no. Speak English to me. Mm. So when we come back, we're going to speak English about what you just said. Okay. Fantastic. We're going to take a break. I'm Beanie Stansberry. You're listening to Trenton 365 with Jacques Howard on the other side. Hey. And welcome back to Trenton 365. I am your host, Beanie Stansberry. Across from me is Jacques Howard, who just a second ago really tore my brain up. He gave me so much information. Uh, so we're about to break this down in layman's terms. All right. When I go to the doctors, I say, talk English. <laughs> so, when they told me about my heart, I said, well, she did that in English because she said, you really don't look like your heart is as damaged as it is. Then I want her to talk like a doctor because I, I was like, for real. But um, let's start with 
being civically involved. <laughs> what is that? Before sure. we even do the election, sure. what is civic involvement? So that's, uh, in, in common terms, that's working, um, sharing your concerns with the proper authorities and working to come to those solutions. That's civic engagement. It's that simple. Um, you know, a couple of examples, um, when people go to communities that they really like to be in, um, ones that are clean and, and um, no crime and good schools and those things, generally those communities have people who are very active in the community. When, uh, when there's an event that takes place, people attend. The local business opens, people go there and voice their concerns. If there's an issue with trash pickup, if there's an issue with a problem neighbor, People come together and they do what they need to do, whether that's going to higher authorities, going to the, muni the municipal government, etc., to rectify those problems. And I think in some post-industrial cities like Trenton, and I'm specifically speaking about Trenton, we don't have an engaged population. We have pockets of it. We have some neighborhoods where people are trying to do some different things. But as a whole, the 80-plus thousand people who are here are not very civically engaged. Mm. So... How do we do this? Because I remember when I lived in the West Ward, I was young, and I lived in the West Ward, and we all had issues. I was living in Roger Gardens, which surprised a lot of people like you. Yes, living in Roger Gardens, absolutely loved it. Uh, but we had an issue because they weren't coming to pick up the trash like they were supposed to. So we go to one place, and they're like, no, 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 you have to go here. Then you go there, it was, no, 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 you have to go there. So by the time they're done sending you around the mulberry bush, you're tired and you're annoyed. So after the whole process of where to go, I found out we actually had a ward person. For the person that just want to know or figure out how to get their streets clean, how do they start that process of civic engagement? Mm -hmm. I think the, f I believe personally, and I don't want to say I think, I, I know the first thing is that you've got to realize that there's a, these are systemic distractions. Um, these are oftentimes done intentionally. Um, bureaucracy, red tape, different terms that people use. Um, the functionality of the government is to do what it's supposed to do. If someone, the public works department is supposed to pick up trash. Um, if the public works department is not picking up the trash the way that they're supposed to pick up the trash, there should be a protocol that's in place. Who are the people who are supposed to do it and did they do it or not? Who are the directors or the managers or the supervisors who are supposed to make sure that the people who are supposed to do the job are doing their job? Well, oftentimes that gets displaced or people just forget about it and pass the buck. It's just a lot easier. But that shows the dysfunction in, in government, whether that's in a local office or it's done um, in a county or a city municipality. And I think that we definitely have some of that happening here in Trenton. But I do believe that it's very difficult to correct that and to change that. So you need to have a combination of things. One is you need to know what it is. What What is the functionality of this particular entity? And if... If you don't know what that is, it's almost impossible for you to correct it. So you need to have people um, who are willing to find out the proper way that things are supposed to function, number one. Two is to ask questions. Your taxes, um, whether you live, work, or play, are actually paying for these services and things to happen. And if you're paying into something, like if you go out to dinner and you order a particular meal and it doesn't come out the way that you wanted it to, 
more than likely you're not going to eat it. You're going to speak to someone. It's the same exact thing with our communities. And, and most importantly, the action. It's a lot easier for people to sit on their porch or to stay in their house or, or be social media activists and point their finger and say, well, so-and-so should do this or this is wrong, etc. We need people who want to get in the game. You know, we, we, need, we need people, whether you're the, the person who can, in baseball can, can draw a walk or the person who runs the bases, whatever your role is, we just need people to play and get involved in the game. So when I lived in the projects, and this would shock a lot of people, we actually had a civic little thing for our little Roger Gardens. Mm-hmm. And this was to make sure that the trash wasn't down. We actually took pride in, we called it the garden. Mm-hmm. Um, and is that feasible now? If you're living in Prospect Village, should they have a civic um, people that go around and want to make sure Prospect Village is clean? Absolutely. And that is part of the key to communities that work. Um, Trenton has an organization called the Trenton Council of Civic Associations, TCCA, and that's the governing body or the collective body of all the civic associations, block associations, neighborhood associations that are in Trenton. Most communities have them. Um, I know people can think about um, times when there was the neighborhood watch and, and those things from when we were you and I were younger, but uh, some others as well. But so um, the neighborhood associations or civic associations, and I'll use mine for example, Franklin Parks Northeast Block Association. Um, uh, me and some neighbors had some concerns, and we went to our civic association. Um, we didn't quite get the answers that we wanted, so I reached out to the Trenton Council of Civic Associations and our local ward person, uh, our councilman, George Michal. And uh, he said, well, why don't you just start your own neighborhood association and go from there? We did that. We had a, went small, four people at first to get started, and it's now grown. We've got a Facebook presence of about 40 people people um, in the neighborhood and some on the outskirts of the neighborhood where we get together through social media. We share our thoughts and concerns. We distribute information. And that's that works for us. I'm not saying that everyone needs to do that. But just taking the initiative to get some neighbors together who have or like-minded, we were able to get this started. And I think something as simple as that is what most people can do. All right. Each section of Trenton has a ward. We were West Ward when I was growing up. And now I am a part of another ward, okay? And for my reasons, I'm just not saying which ward. (laughs) um, But how can we find out who is our ward representative? Sure. So the in Trenton and also other municipalities, just go to the, the, the city or the municipality's website. That information is public information. It's readily available contact information for each of the persons. And I'll say that uh, here in Trenton, we've got four wards, and then we have our city council at large representatives, and we have three. And but you're going past me. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. No, so don't go past me. Don't give us too much. Remember, you are a doctor, and I'm making you talk. English. So we don't don't go ahead of us, okay? I'm sorry. All so right. so we have four wards, mm-hmm. north, south, east, and west. Um, each of those wards has one council representative. Um, and specifically in Trenton in the forthcoming elections, can we go there? Yes. All right. So in the west ward, we have four candidates, Robin Vaughn, Dr. Shirley Gaines, Zach Chester, who's the incumbent, and Italia Armstrong. Moving to the east, we have Elmer Sandoval. Joe Harrison, I uh, forget Miss Terry Wilson's first name, my apologies, and uh, Perry Shaw. The South Board, we have three, which is Damian Malave, Jenna Kettenberg, and incumbent 
George Michal. In the North Ward, we have three candidates, Algernon Ward, Ebony Love, and the incumbent Marge Caldwell-Wilson. For those of you who are listening, um, you notice that the East Ward, we don't have an incumbent. And that is because Verlina Reynolds-Jackson, who was the previous councilwoman, has moved on to a state position. So that position, someone in in the East Ward, whoever wins, it will be, they will be new to that ward. Yes. And congratulations to Verlina. For sure, for sure. I'm very proud of her. I know her personally. So, And I want to jump in there real quick about that. Um, So uh, the council and mayoral candidates, current and in 2014, um, I believe that they're they're very fine people. Um, Mm -hmm. I've spent time with them. Uh, they've helped me tremendously as I grow in knowledge about how government works and how the city of Trenton works and moving around and being able to get things done. And I've been fortunate enough to do things in all of the different wards with the help of the council people. So big shout out to all of them, um, past and present. And again, uh, Verlina in particular, um, she's uh, one of the uh, projects that I worked on, the Bethany House of Hospitality, that is located in her ward. And uh, the MLK Martin Luther King Day cleanup also helped happens in her ward as well and I spent a lot of time doing events at a championship uh, sports bar which is my community hub and that's also in her ward as well your church is in her ward also. that's right that's right and uh, Westminster Presbyterian Church we always talk about WPC so we're going to avoid that yes tonight I would no I just wanted to put it out there because <laughs> gotcha. it's in her ward yes um but that's that's really nice down we have less than two minutes so before we go to the next branch, because um, we want to talk about what they do, mm-hmm. our ward people take our information, am I correct? And then they take it to council. How does, what do a ward person do? Well, well, let's just look at it from geographically. So you have council and the mayor. The mayor enters into contracts. Council um, does. Well, wait, we have one minute. And okay. so you'll get into it and then I'm at to say stop. Gotcha. I don't want to do that. Gotcha. We will be right back. And when we come back, we're going to break this down so that you guys can understand why it's important for you to vote. You think that this vote doesn't matter, but it does. It depends on your ward. You need to vote in that. You need to vote for your city council people. And more importantly, you've got to vote for a mayor, one that's going to represent what you want. All right. So when we come back, we're going to break down which each person's job is not completely, but enough for you to understand. And welcome back to Trenton 365. <clears throat> we had a lot to talk about. We, we got more. About, we got more. Right. Health. And I want to get back into these wards. I wish the camera was on <laughs> just now. See, this is why I can't. I try so hard with Jacques, but he doesn't make it easy. He thought he was breakdancing just a second ago. You And you know that's his age range, breakdancing, because they don't even do that anymore. Oh, my goodness. They probably walking and doing the snake. You missed it all. And, and, and I can guarantee you, the camera was on me because I was trying to be a professional, but you can't when I'm sitting on the other side. You just can't. All right. Let's get our serious face on. For a person that <laughs> Why? All right. Because, <laughs> okay, again, for those that are 
Only the camera's on me, and you can only hear me. So I said, get our serious face on. This is what he did on the television. That's what he did. For those that are listening, he just covered his face and closed his eyes like he transformed into somebody else. He's a transformer now. It's, it's crazy. All right, and so, each ward, all right, so, that, what do those council people do primarily? All right, so, so let's think about it this way. So the mayor enters into contracts. Basically, this is basic general information. Um, council, all the council handles the budget for, for the municipality. See, that's something most people don't know. Sure. And it's, okay. and it's something it really makes sense for people to start looking into that because a lot of times people will go to um, the mayor if they can and expect the mayor to do something with a cleanup. Well, that's not necessarily what the mayor does. Think, think about it like the governmental structure, like a pyramid, the mayor's at the top. Um, with things that are happening at the base level, why don't you go to those representatives and each, each um, neighborhood, each portion of the city has a ward representative. The at-large council members, they not, and I've heard it described that they're like pre-mayors or co-mayors, they're not. They're council members, but their focus is not on one particular area of the city. They literally do work throughout of the city, all four wards. Now, just because you live in a particular ward, your council representative is not landlocked or restricted from doing things in other wards. Trenton is less than seven and a half square miles. There's no reason for us to feel as though I'm in the North Ward, so I can't do anything in the South Ward. That's not how government works, nor is that how you want your community to work. It's just that they have a hyper-focus and a responsibility on those particular areas. And um, the, the ward maps do change. I didn't know that. Yes, they do. So again, that's something for you to be to think about because you may have been in the South Ward for decades, but the lines, election lines, could have been redrawn, and now you're not in the South Ward anymore. You're part of a different ward. So that's something that that it behooves us. It makes sense for us to realize that these things do change. So again, you need to pay attention. You need to know who these council people are, know your neighbors, et cetera, as well as the outlarge council members and the mayor themselves. There's a certain section in Trenton that is considered uh, Ewing, and I didn't know that. Um, their post office box is Ewing, and we can put Trenton, but the mail goes to Ewing. So let me let me jump in there quickly because um, I do want to cover that and then I want to move on to some other things. So when I grew up in Ewing in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, Ewing wasn't considered its own municipality by the federal government, the post office. So all the mail that came to Ewing could say Trenton. It was designated by the zip code. The zip code at the federal level is what they're concerned about. Where I live in Franklin Park section of Trenton, my zip code covers Trenton and also Hamilton. But the thing for you to think about is, who do you pay your taxes to? That's what you've got to be concerned about. Because the federal government could care less if this road changes, because you'll see one side of the street could be Hamilton, other side of the street is Trenton. There's actually parts where you could have Ewing, Lawrence, and Trenton all come together. The federal government doesn't care about that. They're concerned about the zip code. So, again, for people to understand, 
know your representative, find out who you're paying taxes to, because across the street, your neighbor could be paying taxes to a different municipality, and you could be um, paying taxes to Trenton. In addition to that, your neighbor could be sending their children to one school district, and you would be sending your child to another. Okay. All right. So when is the election? Sure. The election is May 18th, 2018. But before that, there's key dates to consider. So we have the ballot position, which is available, and I'll have this posted up on the Trenton 365 Show Facebook page of all the different candidates and where they are positioned on the ballot. But you have to make sure you are registered to vote. If you haven't voted recently or in previous elections, if you have moved, you there, there is a structure that pulls people off of the voter polls. It's a technique, it's a strategy, and it's legal. But if you don't know, you may show up thinking that you're going to vote, and they say, oh no, your name's not on the list. So if you go to the county website, um, the county offices will be closed tomorrow because of the weather, but if you go to the county website, you can find out whether or not or, or how you can make sure that you're registered. And it doesn't hurt. It doesn't cost you anything. No one's going to come, you know, in black suits and come to your house and start asking you all these questions or anything like that. Find out if you're registered to vote, and if you're not, register to vote. All right, quick story, and then I want to move on because you have a jazz show coming yeah, up, man, yeah. and I want to talk about that. Um, when I went to go vote, 2014 they said no you're not there and I I was like you got to be kidding me no you're not there so then I went to the other place that I was supposed to be no you're not there so then finally I did a paper ballot but what the young lady said was no don't do this don't turn the paper ballot in here take it back to the board of elections and that's what I did she said because you don't want it to get missing since how your name is now missing. And I went through so much to make sure that I voted in 2014. So this year I made sure, where am I? And the lady was like, you're not. I said, no, no, no. Look me up. And she did. And then I went and I um, made sure that I'm there. So it is important because they will take you off. And I went to two separate places. Oh, no, you're not here. I don't let them do it the day of. So if you had an issue or if you didn't vote last year, it is very important for you to make sure you know where you're voting. Mm -hmm. All right. That's it for the wards. Give us one more time uh, your website where people can go and look at what the candidates are saying. Sure. So the Facebook page is Bridge the Vote. And uh, it's simple, just like it is. Um, you can find out all the information there. You can see uh, some uh, some video coverage of um, me interviewing a few of the candidates. More episodes will be coming up. But you can also go to the Trenton 365 Show Facebook page. Or if to make it easy, you can go to Trenton365, the numbers 365.com. Trenton365.com. All right. So when I say that you're very well-rounded, we already mentioned the church, so we know that you have spiritual side of you hallelujah we already know that you're a little goofy yes and you're very civically involved yes 
but you also love to bring the arts to the city. Yeah. It's like your number one mandate. Like I've never seen somebody work so hard about a jazz show or bringing clowns or talking about art shows than I have Jacques. I would scroll up and like, he's at another art show. <laughs> he, what? Uh, Why? Why do you want to do this? So, and and as you get older, I I think that it's because of, um, in my mind, I see God and creation in what artists do. And for me, whoever creates whatever they create, to me, they're, it's, it's creation. You know, they're pouring their heart, their soul into it. Whether it's the carpet that I walk on, the shoes and clothing that I wear, the car that I drive, any of those things. Somebody had to do that. And I think that that's just awesome. So I am a big supporter of the arts. Um, I have a hyper focus on fashion and also on visual and performing arts. Um, performing arts, as you mentioned, uh, jazz. And big shout out to uh, my brothers, um, Regis Entertainment. We've got a jazz show coming this Friday. Um, we're expanding to this beautiful historic venue, the Cranberry Inn in Cranberry, New Jersey, Friday night. Uh, I've been running some specials on the tickets as well. If you'd like to attend, I do have a limited amount of special tickets, special rates, and uh, you can call me 609-433-0489 or send me an email, trenton365show at gmail.com, and then we'll see what we can do, and I'll even hand-deliver them to you. But uh, the Cranberry Inn is, is or was a stop on the Underground Railroad, which I just found out. This is an amazing historic location. George Washington's been there. It's in a beautiful small borough in Cranberry, New Jersey. It's outside of Mercer County. But we've got this amazing, uh, amazingly talented uh, horn performer, Nelson Rangel, who is going to be uh, performing. And um, I'm looking forward to it, looking forward to meeting him in person. I'm hearing uh, him perform. And also to uh, continue to encourage the American art form of jazz in all different um, complexities. I'm taking a moment because we did say earlier, as we get older, our focus change a lot. Um, you are so excited about creation. And I say, yeah, that happens when you get around 50. <laughs> that that creation, like you look at life a lot differently. Tell them again, how can they get in touch with you if they want to go to a jazz show? I love jazz. Jazz I believe all music has its place mm-hmm. and time. So tell us again, if they want tickets, how can they do that? Sure. So there's a couple ways you can call me or text me. 609-433-0489. 609-433-0489. You can send me an email. Trenton, like the city, the number's 365, the word show. S-H-O-W at gmail.com. Trenton365show at gmail.com. I do want to bang a couple other things out, you know, uh, in relation to arts that I think are really important. And that is is important for us to pay the artists. All of the artists. Uh, I'm tired of my my friends, my brothers and sisters who were doing some amazing work, um, having to leave this region um, to uh, make money. Um, Look, whether it's a DJ, someone who does your flyers, your digital work, pay the artists. Find the money. Um, you've got corporations and nonprofit organizations that are looking to hire artists and want to throw them a, a slice of pizza, a can of soda, and, uh, and not even pay for their supplies. Let's stop this nonsense. If we're going to call ourselves a community, a county, a city that's an arts supporting organization, pay the artists. 
Let's just leave it at that. Uh, in addition to that, I've got some different things that will be coming up uh, to encourage local economy. And that is, uh, there'll be Trenton 365 discounts, whether that's on merchandise, services, events, etc. Um, uh, keep your eyes open for Take My Tour of Trenton, which is my own personal way of trying to bring people into the city so that they can see the things that I love and the things that I'm doing um, and the people who I associate with so that there's not uh, so much negativity that's in the print media and on television. Trenton's an amazing city. Really amazing people and you can pretty much do everything you can do at a large city here for less money and also even be able to make a name for yourself uh, in addition to that finally coming up in June we'll have the second rendition of the e-cafe which I'm doing with Meredith Hammond and Latanya Brown Dickerson uh, the e-cafe you can it's called the eavesdrop cafe and you can find that on Facebook well that's it for Trenton 365 I was your host Vinnie Stansberry Jacques Howard was my guest, who's normally your host. And uh, good night. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs>